Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, I thought there would be some interest music or something. Uh, hey, everybody. Wait. Uh, music okay well hey everybody welcome back to the alliance guys talk nwa our first episode of 2018 and the first episode where these three numbers have been on the radio at the same time uh of course i'm your host jay cal with me is dkm we also have Jaden here and uh, a new guest with us is daryl daryl's joining us uh, and daryl and i are on our way home from uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And uh, if you guys have been following on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, you would have heard that, uh, well, the uh, NWA World Champion uh, had a new challenge tonight and a new challenge name who uh, he'll be facing uh, later this year. DKM, welcome back to 2018. How you doing? Well, I guess I'm doing okay. New year, new start, new NWA. Let's see where we're going. And I'm looking forward to this also, Jay. It's been a long time since the three of us have spoke. Nice to know that DK and I didn't kill the podcast before. And I can't wait to talk about what's going on in the National Wrestling Alliance and other things going on in professional wrestling. Well, yeah. And and let's start from there. Let's start with the NWA. Um, Because, again, I just got to watch the world champion wrestle live uh, tonight. He wrestled a former WWE superstar, a man that has a victory over a former NWA world champion, AJ Styles. <laughs> We're talking about, uh, well, James Ellsworth. <laughs> and a lot of people were surprised in a good way. A lot of people were surprised in a bad way. DKM, what was your reaction to hearing the news of uh, James Ellsworth getting a shot at the legendary 10 pounds of gold. Oh, what was my thought reaction? It was kind of what the fill in the blank. Uh, honestly, I wasn't thrilled with it. Um, I'm one of those that's on the not thrilled. Yes, James Ellsworth is well known from his WWE days. You know, Randy Orton interfered and got him a win over. AJ Styles. It was a cute little gimmick while it lasted. Uh, he spent most of he spent most of his last days being a lackey for uh, Carmella. Uh, with the you say that like it's a bad thing. Like, well, I mean, if it was Alexa Bliss, then sure. But if it's you know Carmella. Eh, yeah, I, I guess for me, there's a lot of people out there that are far more deserving, and this just kind of reeks of uh, of a cheap pop. Jaden? 
Yeah, I kind of agree. I think it's just trying to monopolize any kind of momentum he might have had from his WWE run. I have not been a James Altsworth fan. Um, I used to even manage him going back when he was part of a tag team called Pretty Ugly. Um, I don't think it's what the NWA's representation, how it should present itself being associated. Uh, Right now, the NWA has the ability to broadcast itself a lot better than any other of the more recent uh, administrations had the ability to do so. They've used social media to an extremely, incredibly high level of, of awareness, and then they have to do something with the James Ellsworth. I understand, um, again, I know he's got the WWE name, and yes, he's got a, a win over AJ Styles, but I think with that spotlight, especially being on Championship Wrestling for Hollywood, they have a lot better opportunity to truly show what they want to do to me, it's just more wasted time like Josephus, just something that doesn't really in any way elevate the National Wrestling Alliance brand. It's just kind of, it's there, and it's something that they guess they have and they want to put out, but it doesn't seem to really push it to the next level. Now, I was there live. In fact, I was on stage taking photos and uh, trying to capture that moment. And I'm going to be honest with you, the fans in Hollywood reacted very positive to James Ellsworth. And again, uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood fans aren't your traditional indie fans. And I'd even go as far to say they aren't traditional National Wrestling Alliance fans. But the pop that Ellsworth got when he snuck out from backstage uh, was was surprising. And you said it yourself, the cheap pop effect, DK. I think that's what we got here tonight. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of, of James Ellsworth either, although tonight was kind of chin-inspiring because you saw – thank you, Daryl. Uh, it was kind of inspiring because uh, inspiring because the crowd reacted very well to it. Now, all this came out as a baby face, and it was, it was kind of surreal because the last time we saw him in Hollywood, he uh, lost to Tim Storm was then champion. Um, this time around, he's the champion, and he got the champion's ovation. He got the champion's pop. As soon as Ellsworth came out, that all changed. Daryl, what did you think? You saw the match. Well, I saw the segment that they did to build up to the match where, you know, pretty much it came off like even it told the right it told a, the story that, you know, it was meant to tell, where El, even Ellsworth, you know, came out, even Magnus was looking at him. I'm sorry, Nick Aldis, Magnus, whatever. You know, he the way he was looking at him, and even Ellsworth pointed it out in the promo, that you're looking at me like, you know, like I don't have a chance in hell. I mean, it told the underdog story, which, you know, it told the story that it was designed to do, whether or not this is the story that should have been told to kick off this crusade, that's what is debatable. But for what they went to establish to do, they pulled it off. It's just the question is, is that the story that they should have told to start this? And the storyline is that all this did not choose this opponent, nor did anyone in Hollywood choose this opponent. This opponent was handpicked by Austin Idol, of course, uh, uh, Idol management, Idol sports management, 
who is responsible for Nick Aldis. So it, it wasn't like Aldis was looking for a softball. It wasn't like Championship Wrestling from Hollywood threw him a softball. This was, in fact, the working of Austin Idol. So does that change your opinion on anything, Cam? Uh, not really. Uh, with Austin Idol there, you'll have to enlighten me. No, he wasn't in attendance. They just they made that announcement. Uh, Marquez, David Marquez, uh, did the in-ring introduction and, and had an interview with Nick Aldis and, and said, hey, you know, we know that your sports management team uh, picked this opponent. This isn't our pick. This isn't the office's pick. This was Austin Idol's pick. Okay, so what this comes out to me then is that his management team doesn't really have confidence in him. Uh you know, in WWE, they did a thing where when John Cena was doing the Open U.S. Challenge and then Seth Rollins came out to do an Open Challenge for the for the world title, except for you had to be under, you know, like 5'8", and you had to be under 180 pounds and, you know, other stuff. And, of course, the only person that fit it was Neville. And uh, although Neville was being booked strong at that particular time and uh, was able to give Rollins a decent match before, you know, getting crushed. It's like, okay, here's your management team. You're kicking off this big crusade. You're invoking the memories of Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Harley Race. You're saying you're going to be the big traveling champion. You're going to bring it back to what it's going to be. And my management, I don't care who it is, my management team's going to pick my first opponent. And my management team sends out James. Ellsworth. I mean, big, uh, big confidence there. I have no problem with the underdog story. I really enjoyed the movie. I loved it when the Mokies beat the Gladiators. I've never been, I never will be a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, but uh, you know they actually won something for a change, which doesn't happen a lot in Philadelphia. There's not, it's definitely not a, a championship sports place because there's. Philadelphia is more like the town of losers. That's why Rocky has a statue, because he was the loser that actually did something. Um, but I, I just – I don't see the Ellsworth thing. I just I, – I, it doesn't really add anything to all this. Now, maybe if it was one of 25 challenges and they picked a random name out of a hat and they've been doing this for a while and a lot of top challenges are in the hat and then, all, and then, and then Ellsworth was one of them, maybe that's something. But just it, to me, again, it's just like – uh, it's just a squash match to put over the champion. There's a reason the NWA champion rarely wrestled on television back in the day because they would either have him wrestle somebody he would, and he would lose to to push the match or he would lose to – he would have to wrestle a nobody. And not everybody's George South that could do 10,000 great things with Ric Flair. It just – it doesn't do it for me. I don't see it. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I need to watch it to see how it comes across. Just because there's a story that's told doesn't mean it needs to be told. I got a five-year-old that tells me a story and babbles on worse than I am right now. Doesn't mean again that has a, that story has a purpose. Well, I'm gonna ask a question in that. Okay, is Nick Aldis supposed to be the babyface or is he supposed to be the heel? Because I believe if he's supposed to be the babyface, then everything. Ref- is being said to criticize this is correct. But if he's supposed to be the heel, do you believe that doing this type of thing where basically Austin Idol pretty much brought in who we thought was going to be like an easy challenge or, you know, maybe even a ringer if you want to use 
that term, does that work to get him heat from the crowd, which you're expecting big, but then in the end you kind of got screwed. And from the crowd's perspective and, you know, all this himself, it was an easy, an easy challenge. And, and I'd like to add this real quick too. Um, out of all the names that have been announced so far, the challenge for the NW World Heavyweight Championship, far and away, James Ellsworth's name has the most brand recognition uh, because he was affiliated with the WWE. And I get it. it I get what you were saying, DK. It's a cheap pop. But if also, if I'm tuning into Championship Wrestling from Hollywood for the first time, or I'm just a casual fan because I mostly watch the WWE, what's going to get me to stop on that remote maybe just a half a half a minute longer is that that's the guy that was in WWE. That's the guy that doesn't have a chin that beat AJ Styles. Oh, and who is he wrestling? Hey, I recognize that belt from Impact. I recognize that belt from Dan Severin. I recognize that belt from Ric Flair. It gives at least a moment of pause because also we live in a world where you know, everything fast forward this, fast forward that, flip the channel, flip the channel, flip the channel. But if you're something you can connect to, even if it's James Ellsworth, it, it, it elicits a reaction whether you watch it or you end up changing the channel. It elicits a reaction whether you give it a thumbs up on YouTube or a thumbs down. Um, I think when you guys watch the match, look, it wasn't competitive. It wasn't uh, Ellsworth. At no point had anyone convinced he might actually win the title. But, uh, you know, the fans really got into it that were there locally. And I think that, you know, when, when you guys see the match, your opinion may change. But then again, it might not. Uh, DK? Well, I, one thing I want to hit real quick here is the fans' reaction. You know, the match probably could have taken place here in Texas and gotten a pop from the fans. Uh, depending on where it was on the card and stuff like that, just because live events are always different. You know, you get there, you get into it, you got a group of people around you. I've gone and seen movies before that, you know, the audience of the movie was into, and then you think about the movie three days later, and you go, you know, that movie really wasn't that good. Like Batman versus Superman? No, I still like that movie. But uh, Batman and Robin, if you want to go back to the old uh, George Clooney one. But uh, you got heat with me for that one. <laughs> that was never good. With everybody. But, I, you know, I just – nothing I'm hearing from you is making me think, oh, this is, you know, this was a good thing. Uh, is he a heel? Is he a face? You know, the thing about the NWA champions, you got to be both. Uh, I was there in Texas Stadium when Ric Flair lost the title to Kerry Von Erich, and we were booing Flair, and we booed Flair 90% of the time when he was in Texas because he was wrestling uh, a face here in Texas. But the next Monday night, he wrestled Michael Hayes of the Freebirds. And Michael Hayes, and this is right in the middle of the – of the Freebird Von Eric feud. And there was no popular wrestler in that in, in that ring at that time than Ric Flair. We loved Ric Flair. We we, we hated we hated uh Michael Hayes so much that we loved Flair. Right. And so 
wrestlers like Jack Briscoe, you know, Dory Funk Jr. was kind of a heel when he wrestled, but he could also wrestle a face. Jack Briscoe could be heelish if he needed to be, depending on what territory he was in. Uh, Blair could be a face one night, heel the next night, just depending on, uh, depending on who he was wrestling against. And so, you know, what is he? It, it doesn't matter what he is. Uh, you know, of course, the question that we keep asking is, was this a story that needed to be told? Was this a story that, in the greater scheme of things, helps the NWA or makes people go, oh, gosh. I mean, <laughs> now, I'm sorry. This, if, if I'm watching TV and I don't know this is happening and I'm flipping channels and, oh, there's James Ellsworth challenging Nick Aldis, I keep flipping. If I'm watching the show, I push the fast forward button or sure. go get a sandwich. I mean, just uh, Jay, uh, my crazy. Yeah, well, I it's to me like this. Yeah, all right. There's people that like James Ellsworth. There's also people that eat Tide Pods. There's also people that like paying too much for cable. There's people like there's people like Jay that like avocado. Everybody knows avocado is disgusting. Just because you like something or a bunch of people like something doesn't mean it's right. There's a bunch of people that like getting punched in the nuts and pay women to do so. Guess what? I don't want to do it that way, and anybody sane doesn't want to go through something like that. If you like James Ellsworth, that's fine, but I can't see the majority of people really paying any money or caring about that match, at least not the ones that, to me, the NWA should be representing or looking to get, the crowd they're looking to get. I think, in all honesty, I'm more excited about the the new challenger on the horizon that um, that I heard is coming through. To me, that has me a little bit more excited than, or should I say, a lot more excited than James Ellsworth. Well, and that's a good segue. Uh, the last thing I want to say on uh, Ellsworth is remember too, the NWA doesn't have a universal program; they don't have their own show yet, so they are really dependent on just attracting eyeballs to a YouTube channel, to a Twitter post, to an Instagram post, to a Facebook post. So I guess, uh, and we're going to agree to disagree on this one, is that um, just because I don't find something entertaining doesn't mean there, there isn't an audience for it. And, and, and like you said, you know, I love avocado. I know you two, for some reason, don't. Uh, that doesn't make me right you wrong. That just makes us having a different opinion on something that's delicious so like <laughs> uh, but, but uh, talking about upcoming challengers now i mean should we jump to the to the finish line here um alliance-wrestling.com broke the news uh today during the tv taping that uh a man who technically never lost the world title uh colt boom boom cabana will be challenging nick aldis of all places in China for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Now, to me, this is huge because, I, you know, I was in the documentary, so I can, you know, name drop a little bit. But Adam Pierce, Colt Cabana, Seven Levels of Hate, uh, despite um, ownership change in the NWA, uh, a conclusion was never reached that uh, was originally planned. And when... Adam Pierce and Colt Cabana left Australia. Uh, what was that? 2011. Um, they left the title laying there in the middle of the ring. 
uh, Cabana defeated Pierce and should have been awarded that championship. But politics aside, uh, was not able to win that title, was not able to fill, fulfill uh, an obligation that the prior ownership had made. Therefore, Cabana never really lost that title. And for him to get a shot at uh, Nick Aldis is, indicates something that we haven't seen yet, and that is Nick Aldis's first challenge, first challenge to a former champion, and in, in all rights, a man who never lost the title. DK, what are your thoughts? Well, technically, he never won the title. <laughs> Fair enough. He, he, he didn't, the title wasn't on the line. He didn't win the title. Adam Pierce tried to give it to him. He kind of did a Shane Douglas type moment and uh, refused it. So, tech, technically, uh, he never had it at that point. But he is a two-time former champion. And he's someone who I felt got screwed the first time he held the title. Yeah. The first time he held the title, he should have had a chance to hold it for a while. He should have had a chance to do it. And, you know, again, talking politics, you know, some political choices made and some political decisions made to and some stuff was done based on a former promoter who had passed away and honoring him, and they put the title on somebody who never should have held it. And uh, we'll, leave, we'll leave that there. I don't want to bring up the name because there's no need to. Well, not only that, and but so, it'll threaten to sue me again. Yeah, well, you know, I'll go to Swinging Chicken if I have to. All right. Anyway. I mention him. All I, all I have to do is like good draw. So can I mention him? No. 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 Can't say his name. Ah, uh, shoot. Thank you. Sorry, DK. Go ahead. So anyway, it was. Uh, uh, but so um, you know, there's somebody. Uh, you know, he's semi-retired now. It seems he's primarily doing announcing on RH. But he has name value. He has name recognition. He's well-known on the independent circuit. Uh, You know, there is a storyline that has him with the NWA, you know, being screwed out of his chance to win the title a third time. You know, so, you know, here's our chance to make up for it, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, this is something that I feel is really fitting, something that, you know, there's a story that can – really be taken advantage of here. And there's one thing the current NWA is doing really well, it's telling stories. Right. Now, I don't know why anybody hasn't said the name Colt Cabana yet, since it seems like his name is very easy to be said. But Colt Cabana is a former two-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. His matches, his feud, his seven levels of hate with with Adam Pierce is semi-legendary within the National Wrestling Alliance fandom. He can wrestle. I've seen him in Pro Wrestling Noah have great matches. I've seen him have great matches with um, with Adam Pierce and with other wrestlers throughout the business. Just because of all the histrionics, he has a tendency to be known to be more flamboyant and more showmanship sometimes than a lot of more us more traditional fans seem to like. Colt Boom Boom Cabana can wrestle like anybody in the NWA currently. And he's one of the names that's kind of like, 
he's kind of been the black sheep of the NWA, not because of necessarily what he did, but because of, again, politics. Uh, he. He when he lost the championship, he lost it to some kind of average Joe, uh, and that match, you know, <laughs> again, I I agree might not have might not have been what's best for business if I had to steal a catchphrase from a much larger sports entertainment company, but whatever it happened, and I agree he should have had a championship reign much longer than need to if politics didn't get involved. Um, and I think maybe even his third reign, if politics didn't get involved, might have been something that would have gained positive eyes to the National Wrestling Alliance. I think this match is a great thing to end one storyline or one um, one just part of life to just kind of put a, a stamp to it and maybe even move something forward with this. Is all this the man? Well, I guess for it has to, to be the man, you have to beat some men. And one of the men he needs to beat is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion called Boom Boom Cabana. And then if he has that, he has a whole long list of challengers on there, including former ECW champion Tommy Dreamer. And who knows what other big names that you might be seeing that championship defended against. It might be a true start to the legacy of Nick Aldis, because it's definitely not James Ellsworth. Well, I, I have to agree. I mean... I can say personally, you know, that I did not follow the National Wrestling Alliance. And, you know, outside of, like, the little spurts they had with, um, you know, WCW or even, you know, towards the tail end of the TNA. Well, they were called TNA then, so I ain't got to worry about what to call them. (laughs) You know, that relationship and... It draws it that feud drew me in to the independent wrestling scene that I paid little to no attention of. Um, if I even remember right, don't quote me on this, but that seven levels of hate feud in Pro Wrestling Illustrated wasn't that like the second or third runner up for the feud of the year? Yeah, it, it, it was third. Yeah, and I mean, this is you know, without you know, the corporate you know, backings. Television, you know, television deals and all that, that um, the other, you know, sports entertainment, pro wrestling, whatever you want to call it, companies had, you know, this few did not have. But it garnered so much attention brought on it to the NWA. And so, you know, I have to agree 100% that Coke Cabana, you know, brings credibility. And... Hey, you know, that's nothing, I see his name attached to this, but it's nothing but positives for the NWA. Well, I think this might be the first time in a long time that the Alliance guys are in unison about saying uh, what a great move this is for the NWA. And and also, I mean, give credit where credit is due. This match is being promoted by the United Wrestling Network uh, in their first ever visit to China. Now, they were there a few years ago, and there was talk of uh, championship wrestling from uh, from Hong Kong or from uh, championship wrestling from Taiwan. I don't remember exactly where it was supposed to be, and I, I don't mean to sound rude or offensive if I'm uh, getting the cities wrong. But um, sorry for my ignorance. But this is an culmination of uh, months and even years of 
championship wrestling from Hollywood trying to get something going in that market. And uh, it will be interesting to see the entire card, but it, it, it's already got my attention. Now, the only thing that I am worried about, and I don't know how it's going to work, because the, the, the show is being taped for a, a U.S. audience. So it will be seen here in the United States. I don't know that in China they know who Colt Cabana is. And that's not a detriment to Cabana, because, I mean, he's wrestled all over the world, but in China they do have a much smaller um, – uh, options when it comes to consuming entertainment, uh, even especially pro wrestling. And where I wonder if the NWA maybe is misfired when they could have found someone who had more uh, recognized name value. But then again, knowing that this show is being taped for an American audience, knowing that, you know, this is just the first match announced uh, of what should be, you know, six or seven matches. Um, I'm excited for it, and I think, number one, I'd love to see Cabana in that spot again. Um, like like uh, Jaden was saying, the dude's a hell of a wrestler. Um, his do-it-yourself movement with the seven levels of hate, with the art of wrestling podcast, the guy is well-known. The guy is a mover and a shaker, and he's done it his own way. Yeah, he's – I wouldn't call him semi-retired. If you go to his website, you can see that he's still wrestling – quite actively, but in Ring of Honor, he he is in a, a in a chair and a microphone, and he's calling the action as opposed to being in the ring. Um, but I think that speaks more to his versatility in the world of professional wrestling than it does his uh, inability to get booked. I mean, go to his website, ColtCabana.com. You can see where he's, you know, he's working every weekend. And so I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna, a good move for the NWA. Certainly a great challenge for Nick Aldis, who, who does have something to prove. I mean, let's 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 be real. He said that this is the Aldis challenge, much to what your guys' point earlier. James Ellsworth um, is not the exclamation point. You start off uh, a an Aldis crusade, so to speak. Um, he's got some big boots to fill. And if you want to be mentioned in the same vein as Adam Pierce or AJ Styles or Harley Race or Ric Flair or Luthez, and the list goes on and on. Uh, he's got to hit some pretty heavy hitters. Colt Cabana is a good a good exclamation point, um, but there's a long road before he even gets there, and it starts in the U.K. next week. He'll be in the U.K. Um, I believe he has six defenses in about seven or eight days. Uh, one of them is for the uh, United Wrestling Network affiliate, IPW UK, where their world champion right now is Austin Aries, but uh, Nick Aldis has to defend against uh, CZW star David Stark. And I, uh, you know, Jaden, I know you know a lot about David Stark because he's uh, out in your neck of the woods. What can you tell us about David Stark? Uh, he's actually is from my neck of the woods. He's did a lot of training. Uh, he wrestled for Dog one time. It's an affiliation. I'm kind of have a little bit of connection with and his dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators, T plug. Um, but I know he's wrestled for them at least one time. He's wrestled for CZW, which is another, uh, another affiliate of the United wrestling network. Uh, he's wrestled around. He's been working out a lot with the wild Samoans off of the wild Samoans, Samu of the head shrinkers. They've been training a lot with them. He wrestles in Germany. He wrestles in England. So he's an international star with a lot of talent. 
uh, I guess I have to think of a better word than star since that's in his last name. It does feel a bit redundant. But um, <laughs> he's a very good guy. It's going to be it's an interesting challenge for Nick Aldis. I'm actually looking forward more to Bram. I mean, Bram's noting for beating flares, so maybe he could beat uh, maybe he could beat Aldis. Talk about us trying not to get sued. <laughs> uh, so uh, where do I go from there? DK, which challenge are you looking forward most to? I mean, there's a long a laundry list. If anyone wants to go check it out, they can go to Nick Aldis' Facebook page or his Twitter. He's listing who he's facing next. Uh, DK, what's your opinion? Well, you know, Commander that we were just talking about is probably my top guy. I've seen David Starr enough to know who he is, and, you know, I'm pretty open about the fact that I don't, follow indies that aren't near me, so the fact that I know who he is says a little bit of something. Uh, I think that would be a good match. I think it's something I would actually like to see, so I'm hoping the NWA records that to, for their YouTube or whatever. Uh, Bram, I think, would be good. I'm not as high on Tommy Dreamer as like a lot of people are. Like, to me, Dreamers, I mean, he, he's a fine wrestler. He's, you know, had his time. Uh, but I think his time as being like a serious challenger has kind of passed. Uh, personal opinion, send all hate mail to uh, Jay Cal. Anyway. Uh, no problem. So, I mean, that, you know, Caban and Star are probably my top two. Well, I'm going to go back to something Jay said real quick about all this having something to prove, not only as the NWA champion. I also think that he also has something to prove dating back to his TNA days. Because remember, he was kind of being brought up as the big, big, homegrown star. I was there at that bout for glory in San Diego where they had him beat being clean. You know, no trickery, no BS or anything like that. And they were building him up only for them to, as we've seen time and time again with um, that company, you know, they heel turned him and then just He's even said it himself in an interview where he didn't get the championship run that he was hoping for to prove himself, you know, just because of just the booking and, you know, whatever else was going on with the company at the time. So, and just the way he was portrayed afterwards until, you know, his exit. So, and also with the global force thing, you know, where he was the champion there, and that really, you know, led to a little of nothing. So he has a lot to prove not only as with the NWA, but also to him to himself as, you know, hey, given given the ball and the right opportunity, you know, almost to equate it to like that quarterback or, you know, somebody, a member of a team 
that can be a star player, but the team itself does not have their stuff together for him to win that ring or for him to win that World Series. You know what I mean? He, yeah, yeah, I kind of do because this is technically his third world title reign. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 sad that this is his first chance to actually shine as a champion. Oh, look, TNA, Impact, Global Wrestling Federation, Impact, whatever you want to call them today or yesterday or tomorrow. You know, their booking at time has left most people going, what the, uh, what, huh? I, I don't get it. And their booking of him as a world champion, like I said, after they built, they were building him so strong and building him for what looked like could be a great run as the homegrown champion. And then, I mean, they have their commentators calling him a paper champion. Because he's not defending the title without help, and he can't get a clean win, and he's a ducking challengers, and blah this and blah that, and it's just like, you know, what are you are you trying to ruin his career? Does he have heat backstage? What's going on? You know, with this, and you know, his GWF run. The best thing that came out of his GWF run was that he was able to go back to impact long enough as champion and to lose his first, his first match in the title to a impact person. And it's just like, you know, wow, this poor guy, he's obviously got some talent. He's got some, he's got some skill. Uh, he can, he can cut a good promo. And it's like, you know, why isn't anybody giving him a chance? So, you know, he's got the NWA title now. He's getting ready to do something that probably hasn't been done since the NWA was uh, hooked up with uh, World Championship Wrestling and defending the title, you know, 20 times in 60 days or uh, whatever it is. And, you know, and and maybe that's what irritates me about James Ellsworth, honestly. You got the chance. You got the champion. Do something. Jaden, what do you think? Well, um, to me, to be, first of all, I'm going to mention something. They recently did a little introspective of, of Nick Aldis, and I think it was the best thing the NWA has done so far. To me, they did a good job building up Tim Storm, but then, the delivery was a bit of a disappointment and what happened with the championship matches and everything like that. But they really did an amazing job building up Nick Aldis in the most recent, recent promo video they did of him. And I think that's a good start. I think going forward with good wins with against maybe a Colt Cabana against a Tommy Dreamer who's held two ECW championships in two different iterations against a uh, Bram who's at least got a little bit of reputation in the, this country and a lot in his home country um, against people of higher statue. I mean, statute. It's, you really need 
big wins. To be the man, it's an old expression, you got to beat the man. And Nick Aldis really wants to be the man. I mean, all right, look, he gets to go go home with Mickey James every day, so he's already a winner. <laughs> so now, he, now he gets to show everybody else that he's the true champion, and, you know, with great victories, it'll really elevate him. He can now be in that line with, in more modern senses, with, say, a Adam Pierce, and maybe in the more less modern and the less modern senses with like Harley Race and Ric Flair. I mean, otherwise he'll just be the next Ricky Steamboat or or Ronnie Garvin, somebody who's held the championship and beat somebody important for it, but never really did anything with it. Well, and, and to your point, um, you know, you brought up Adam Pierce, and he was a friend of our show, was on here countless times, and one of the things that he did that no one else did in the modern age, and I mean post-TNA, is that he took the title and wrestled in Mexico. He took the title and wrestled in the UK. He took the title and wrestled in Germany. He took the title and wrestled in Australia. Multiple times. Oh, and Canada. Can't forget that. But he was on uh, at the time almost all the programs that had TV. Uh, he wrestled for NWA Mountain. He wrestled in Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. He was on TV defending the title. He was uh, internationally defending the title. He was, he did everything you could possibly want your company to do. ROH, thank you. Um, now we've got Nick Aldis, who is, again, defending the title in Hollywood. Awesome. At some point, he's going to wrestle at House of Hardcore and he's going to defend the title. Awesome. He won the title in CZW. I mean, regardless of the match itself, awesome. He's touring. He's doing it guys he's the champion we've been asking for and now we're going to get him in the UK again where he's going to defend that title so many times in so many days then he's going to go to Australia defend the title and over there then he's going to defend the title in China I mean this is what we've been asking for and it it seems like our, our, our prayers have been answered by the gods of the NWA because we finally have that touring champion again and as much as I love Tim Storm because I thought he was a great story and I really enjoyed Jack Dane, and I really enjoyed Rob Conway. A lot of these guys did things that no one else had done before them. But let's be honest, at the end of the day, what's important is getting that title and getting it defended across the globe. And that's what we're seeing, and I think that is amazing. And going forward, I think that's what's going to help drive the NWA and whatever kind of TV show that they end up doing down the road. Ultimately, having a world champion who Take that title around the world is going to be the biggest selling point. Um, and just for the record, I I had spoken to people within the NWA this afternoon, and I was told that if 10 pounds of gold was uh, season one, or excuse me, if Tim Storm was season one of 10 pounds of gold, that Nick Aldis is season two, and we're in the we're in that right now. Um, Jaden, you mentioned the uh, first uh, promo video that they shot for Nick Aldis. We're in that right now. And your, your week's coming up. Um, we're going to start seeing more and more footage. We'll see the footage from today. We'll see the footage in the U.K. And, of course, we'll see the footage in Australia and in China. And when they go to House of Hardcore and everywhere else, because that's what the NWA are gonna, is going to do. They're going to make sure that the, there's no pay window for their fans what they're putting out, and I think that's pretty awesome. And I know there's some doubting Tom's. Well, how how is this scalable? And how 
how can they keep doing this? And the only thing I can say is, look, man, it's not my money. It's, it's not your money. If you enjoy the product, watch it. If you don't, don't. But I think uh, I really think they're heading in the right direction. And we still have some question marks with the NWA as we're starting to uh, uh, see the, the, the development of the world champion. We still have Josephus, who I know isn't, uh, doesn't have a lot of fan support on this phone call. But if you go to Twitter, it seems like he's kind of got a cult following, which is ironic. And then you've got Tim Storm, and, and his future is, you know, not determined yet. He he might be back. He might he might be gone. Um, I know he's always got a home with the NWA as a brand ambassador, but as of right now, we don't know if we'll ever see Tim Storm in an NWA ring again. So, uh, DK, what are your thoughts on the direction of the NWA and where it's heading? DK, did I? All right, I'm back. Had a had a knock on my door. Did you hear the uh, Did you hear the question? Yeah, you know I like about two thirds of what the NWA is doing currently, and about one third I'm not so big on. And the biggest part that I'm not so big on is Josephus. I'm sorry. Uh, the part where they did his celebration and him <laughs> drinking and getting on this. I mean, to me, that reeked of a very bad WWE backstage skit. It, it, I did not find it enjoyable. I, I barely made it through it. I could not watch it a second time to give anybody any opinion. Uh, man, that was just bad. And I guess, I guess part of my problem with Josephus and even some of what they're doing with Tim, you know, when you know they're putting Tim Storm in a world title Josephus or an empty arena match, which had way too much talking in it, or what. All I can think is I could see this on any indie card in Tennessee, Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas. I mean, there wasn't anything special about it. I made the comment one time to somebody that I kind of felt like they're trying to prove they can make anybody a star. And it's like, no, you really can't. There are some people that are just never going to be a big star. And I'm sorry, Josephus, I'm sure you're a great guy. I'm sure if I met you, I'd like you. But, I mean, at this point, no. Jaden? Well, do you have love for I agree with you that not everybody deserves the spotlight. Not everybody can, when they have the spotlight shine upon them, can shine back and, and really take advantage of the attention. Um, and, again, the NWA – I agree again with DK that it's two thirds of it is great. And there are some missteps. I mean, the championship match in CZW, I don't know, Stevie wonder could have seen that that was a bad idea. Um, and then, you know, whatever, but they're making amazing strides. And, and I've been in wrestling for 24 glorious years now, if I can count correctly. And, uh, 
it, it, again, nothing is perfect. You have ideas and a great idea on paper when the execution comes out. It doesn't exactly work the way you're expecting it to. And it's a growing pain situation for the NWA. I think a lot of positives have come out with the with what's going on. I actually look forward to the future. Is everything they're going to do um, going to be a home run? No, but even Babe Run didn't hit a home run every single time. So, you know, eventually they're going to find their stride, find out what works for them. I hope to hear maybe some announcements soon coming about television. I heard the word TV, spelled T-E-E-V-E-E, and it has me a little excited. I Maybe in spring or something like that. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so that's something that might be good. I hope for maybe an Internet show, more stuff on their NWA uh, YouTube and their social media. I know they're starting to do some NWA audio, and I think that's a good idea. Maybe they, if they don't mind the fact that we'll say what's on our mind, maybe they, the Alliance Guys radio show should be some part of something like that. I mean, they kind of were doing it before anybody else was, you know, hashtag first. Uh, so, I, again, I like what's going on, so I think there's a lot of positives right now, and maybe we should start talking about what some of the positives are. Maybe, again, not everything is perfect, but nothing in this world is perfect. Well, my two cents is that, you know, there's an old catchphrase, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, I mean, there's going it's pretty much already been said, there's going to be some growing pains, but I appreciate the, I think the NWA now is better than where it was. And, you know, where now there is some interest where before, you know, no disrespect intended, but it was pretty much, I felt, after the controversy and all that, it was pretty much back on um, in the back of people's minds, you know, than where it was before, where, again, Cabana and Pearson were, is actually, you know, was building up to something. Now we got, you know, they're trying different things, which, hey, you got to experiment. You know, something, some great inventions in life, you know, happen by accident, you know, and pretty much, you know, hard for me to put all this in correct phrasing and words, you know, but they're trying different things. Not everything's going to work out. You know, hey, sometimes you got to try to, you know, make an attempt at, you know, putting a spotlight on somebody, see if they sink or if they swim. But at least there's more positives coming out of this regime with Billy and everything, more positive strides than there was previously without him. That's just, you know, hey, it's going to take some time, growing pains, like you guys have already said, but, hey, they're making attempts, they're taking chances, you know, calculated risk, quote-unquote, and they're spinning out, you know, more positives than negatives. I mean, I would even argue that at this moment, without a TV show, without a website, it feels like, and I could be mistaken, it feels like there's a greater presence of the NWA in the wrestling community. Now, I don't think you're going to see Nick Aldis WrestleMania weekend sitting ringside with you know, Vince McMahon or Triple H. But I, I do get a sense that the NWA is is 
I don't want to say back because there's still a long road. But I think that people are starting to treat it differently than they than they did ten years ago. And you guys know, you're right, Jaden. We were the first ones talking NWA hashtag talk NWA. We were doing it before anyone else was. We were doing it before the vloggers. We were doing it before the vloggers. Um, Alliance-Wrestling.com has been in existence for 11 years, and that was built on the back of the NWA and the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Title Tournament. Um, and we've had ups and downs, and we've had moments where it seemed like the NWA was on the cusp of doing something great, and we had moments where we didn't. Um, and I'm not going to badmouth uh, Bob Trobich, and I'm not going to badmouth Bruce Tharp, because there were some things that Bruce Tharp did very well in getting the world's champion in New Japan, regardless of where it was placed on the card. I mean, that's a victory to me. And, you know, having several NWA wrestling shows, uh, whether it was on Colors or on KDOC TV locally, the NWA has had its ups and downs. But I, I really feel like the momentum is on their side right now, and, and we'll see. You know, this could all be for nothing. I think they're going in the right direction with Nick Aldis, but that doesn't mean that David Starr wouldn't make a great champion. I like where they're going with Nick Aldis, but that doesn't mean Cole Cabana wouldn't make a great champion. And I also like where they're going with partnering with the United Wrestling Network. But ultimately, I think we are all in agreement that we'd like to see a TV show. And I think that's what they're heading for. So here, uh, here it is on, uh, what is this, uh, I don't even know what today's date is, but the 11th, February the 11th, the NWA as it is now has been in operation since October, and we're seeing great strides from the world champion. We're seeing a developing roster, you know, equal good, equal bad, but we don't know where the, the company is heading, so we just have to stay tuned and watch. And we'll still be talking about the NWA at alliance-wrestling.com, on Twitter at the Alliance blog, on Facebook at Facebook forward slash alliance-wrestling. And, and we'll still be here doing this podcast. And I, have, I can't wait to see six months from now what leaps and bounds the NWA has made and what we'll be talking about in six months. DK, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Jaden nailed it. They're probably doing far more right than wrong. Uh, I feel it's a disservice if you ignore the wrong. I mean, I think you got to be honest. you got to put things out there if you think they're working or not working. Uh, you can't just be a 100% cheerleader. Right. And so uh, – you know, and so, you know, where my frustrations, you know, I, under the old Trovich regime and beforehand, you know, man, there were a lot of things I loved that they did. And there were things I didn't love that they did. And I expressed my opinion either way. Under Tharp and his partners, you know, while he had some, same thing. So a lot of <laughs> You know, I, I criticized what I didn't like. I said what I didn't like. The only thing that would, the only thing that tended to drive me crazy is I did find that there were some people who all they wanted to do was criticize, 
And it's like, uh, you know, this, some of the things you're criticizing have happened before, have happened in other places. Have happened, you know, one of the people who on our board was critical about the placement of the of the NWA matches on the New Japan cards. Well, he's, you know, when ROH finally made an appearance, they were in the same spot or lower. He didn't, he was an ROH fan or is an ROH fan. You know, he didn't right. come in and talk about, you know, you know how sad that was and what a horrible thing that was and everything like that. And so things like that would get to me. You know, look, everything you got to do is wait and see. Uh, yeah, you know, I agree. And the dog, I'm sorry, DK. Well, I was just going to say, you know, they talk about a 20-year plan. I don't like the word plan. I like the word vision better. But, you know, you, you got to wait and see. Uh, they've said that they would do a show in the spring. Well, that gives them till, you know, June 20th, technically, to get something up and going or to explain why they didn't get something up and going. And, you know, and if they don't get something up and going, it's fine. That's life. Things, things don't work the way you expect them to. But, you know, let's give them time. Right now I can only judge what they're doing. They're mainly putting out videos. Most of them are really good. A few of them are silly. Uh, they're doing something great with this Nick Galdis challenge. I'm extremely excited about it. I'm extremely happy for it. You know, let's let's see what they do. Let's see how it ends. Now, I, again, I I'm a thousand percent agreeing with everybody. Um, I look forward to a few other things. I mean, WrestleMania season is upon us, and I know that's kind of like the arch enemy, the the devil of the professional wrestling business and sports entertainment. But in professional wrestling a lot of companies are able to take advantage of WrestleMania season. Has there been any kind of announcement yet on if Nick Aldis is defending anywhere, and if so, against who? Because it would be another great chance for a spotlight. What about Japan, the infamous, the gold, the holy grail of what seems to be the NWA board is Japan. Uh, you know, there's the big sports entertainment company, and yes, I'm calling it a sports entertainment company, New Japan Pro Wrestling, because I don't really consider that a professional wrestling company. Now, the way things have evolved there. But what about All Japan Pro Wrestling or NOAA, which are putting out amazing professional wrestling matches? The NWA should be very welcome there and make a great addition. Yeah, I know All Japan's kind of an island to itself right now and kind of pretends nobody else exists. But I remember when Baba was the NWA champion, and that could be a big deal in, in, in the All Japan circuit. Or Noah needs a little shot in the arm. They're putting out some of the best pro wrestling out there right now that nobody knows about because they're not New Japan Pro Wrestling. You're not going to have 28 star matches on the Meltzer Report because it doesn't happen in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But I think those matches are just as good, if not better, than some of the stuff that NJPW is doing. So, you know, maybe that would be a great stop for the NWA. Uh, can we see the NWA Championship on Impact Wrestling? I, again, it's not the greatest thing, even though I do think that a lot of the recent stuff has been a lot better, um, but it's a great chance to maybe get more eyeballs on the Impact Champion. I know they, they put him in places because there's decently crowd and decent reputation. They had the NBA Championship defended there, but what about some place that's seen on television? And if they get TV, I mean, even if it's just internet TV, anything more to get the eyes on the champion and the challengers? Because one thing we haven't realized, 
it's not just the champion that's a big deal, but who's fighting for that championship? I mean, they got Bram and, and Dreamer and Cabana and um, other challengers. I've been doing a good job. You know, it's a good start, but who else out there could really possibly make a big difference and challenge for that NWA World Heavyweight Championship? Could we see somebody maybe like an Austin Aries? Or what about uh, Jeff Jarrett coming, you know, he's got some NWA history. What about um, maybe Cody, can't say his last name, Rhodes? Uh, you know, I'm a rebel site anyway. Or uh, maybe somebody from Ring of Honor or maybe one of the big independent wrestlers who's not a star now but will be. You can tell they're going to be in the future. All that is something we have to look forward to. It really could put the NWA on a higher pedestal than it's been in many, many years. I have, to say, I, agree with that. I have to agree with that point in that um, I think the best, you know, one of the best groups to go is, hey, you know, find alliances and um, that would be you know, mutually beneficial. I mean, Tommy Dreamer challenging for the belt is at a House of Hardcore event, which House of Hardcore, you know, has the, the cult following. The title change at CCW, I mean, we can say what we want about it, but there is a loyal, you know, audience, you know, cult following the CCW. Just know, you know, just like there has been established with um, championship wrestling from Hollywood, which, you know, both CCW and Hollywood are in Marquez's, you know, United, you know, United, um, yeah, the, the wrestling network. Um, you guys mentioned Japan. Yeah, I mean, pro wrestling – for wrestling Noah, they have a nice little thing going on with um, Impact, but I think more can be, you know, done to help them out with um, the NWA Association with, you know, and also um, the empty arena match that um, happened with Tim Storm, right? That Tim Storm's empty arena match was filmed, you know, at Impact. So, I think there's a lot of room, and it could be beneficial to all parties involved. You know, check your ego at the door, you know, and, you know, hey, let's do business. Let's make do business. And at the end of the day, the purpose of business is to make money. Let's make some money and bring, you know, the, the quote, Kevin Nash, bring your crew, I'll bring my crew, and let's rendezvous. I mean, there's money to be made, and hey, check your ego at the door. Let's go out, make this money, get this attention, and do what's best and positive for all parties involved. Cam, you're going to say something. Who's going to say something? Oh. DK, you still there? I'm here. Uh, you know, one of the things here is. Nobody's going to compete with WWE. You can like them. You can dislike them. They can be the biggest thing. They, you know, they can be in a down period. It doesn't really matter. Nobody's going to compete with them. And so it doesn't do the rest of wrestling a whole lot of good to compete with each other, so to speak. You know, like I said, alliances are pop are positive right now. Austin Aries holds like, you know, three or four top titles. I've I've lost track. Right. Got it. 
Five. He's got so many. Ultimate Dragon. Yeah, he's got five titles. Five titles? Yep. All right. So, I mean, you know, and it's just, you know, it's a, we're never going to go back to the way it was, good or bad, but, you know, you might as well work together. You might as well, you might as well do something. You might as well uh, do what you can to make more money. You know, Bobby Heenan, said Gorilla Monsoon told him if if you're not in this business to make money then get out and it's on the indie scene I think sometimes too many people are just wanting to say oh well we're the best or we're second or you know blah 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 your goal is to make money and the best way to make money right now is to work together Well, you know, it's I mean, that I, point. Go, go ahead, DK, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I know, you know, even Jaden works with uh, at least one or two other small companies in his area, or has. Well, I, well, I want to put an extra... I work, for, I, wanna, I work for wherever it pays me the most. I'm a I'm a independent contractor, and I'm a bounty hunter, and I'm an assassin. I work wherever it pays the most, but usually Dr. Lawrence Aconia pays me more than everybody else. To put an exclamation point on what we were talking about, uh, you know, Billy Corgan was recently uh, on a podcast, excuse me, not a podcast, but on XM radio, where he had said something like he believes that wrestling is going into another golden era and that the way that business has been done before is changing. Now, whether Billy's right or wrong is entirely up to interpretation, but we are seeing things we haven't seen before. And who knows what the future holds for wrestling, for the NWA. Heck, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I think uh, I think the NWA is in good hands. I think we're seeing a, a renaissance, if you will, with the NWA. And uh, it, it's just best for everyone to stay tuned and, and, and enjoy the show. Um, per contractual obligations, uh, Lawrence Zirconium has uh, sent me a message saying uh, that we do need to talk about the dangerous – Wrestling Gladiators event that's coming up, and Jaden, I'm going to go ahead and hand that off to you. Uh, what's what's up with dog? What's up, dog? Well, it's dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators, dog, and uh, they're actually having an event coming up on March 24th at the Max Fit Sports Center. It's right there in Glassboro, New Jersey. That's the home base of Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators, but only the second time that we've promoted in Glassboro, and they will have a World Wrestling Grand Prix Championship match. That's the WWGP. Dog is part of the WWGP. It's part of their sanctioning body. The championship is defended all over. And that champion, William Huckabee, will be defending against current Impact Wrestling superstar, Falaba. You'll also see a four-elimination, four-corners elimination match to crown a first-ever World Wrestling Grand Prix Women's Championship. Dog gets all the big, important matches in the WWGP. Uh, I guess Dr. Z is a great negotiator, and he seems to get the matches that really matter in the WWGP. So, again, we have that championship match. Four-quarters elimination. Current Valkyrie champion, Casey Carlisle, who also just happens to be a former NWA World Women's Champion, will be taking on Mistress Belmont, 
who is known a lot in the New England area, wrestles for Sheldon Goldberg's NECW. Uh, Maria Manick, who just this past weekend was working out in the WWE Developmental NXT uh, Wrestling Academy, working out, trying to improve herself and trying to get a big spotlight on herself. And then I'm going to add it tonight. I was told I'm not allowed to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm supposed to wait till tomorrow when Dr. Z announces it. But you know what? I'm going to do this exclusively here on the Alliance Guys radio station. Zoe Sky, who may not be as well-known as others, is going to be the fourth woman participant. Now, they, I do know Dr. Z was negotiating with sometime with different wrestlers, but they put so many demands out. They, were, they wanted these special flights and a first-class flight and a, and a hotel room and a five-star hotel and all these demands that they were having. They don't want to fight. They wanted to be pampered. So Zoe Sky sent the message and said she wants to punch all three of those other women in the face. So after Dr. Z saw that, he said, you know what? We don't need these other women who want to have all these special stuff. Zoe Sky, who is uh, a very, very, very talented professional wrestler, she will be the fourth wrestler in that match. Again, I'm probably going to get fired, but you know what? I always do what I want to do anyway. So that match is going to happen on March 24th at the Alm Center. I'm sorry, not the Alm Center, at the Max Fit Sports Center in Glassboro, New Jersey. We also have a dog tag team championship match. The current champions, the old school empire, will be taking on the heavenly bodies. Now, that's not uh, the, the Green brothers, Al and Don Green. That's not Dr. Tom and Stan Lane or even Dr. Tom and Gigolo Jimmy or the former NWA tag team champions, Vicious Vinny, and I forget his tag team partner, but no, this is the current incarnation of the heavenly bodies endorsed by both Jim Cornette and Dr. Tom Pritchard, and they currently hold the Reality of Wrestling Championship. That's Booker T's wrestling promotion. They hold those tag team championships. They hold a, a, a lot of championships throughout the Northeast also, and now they're looking to add another championship to theirs, the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators Tag Team Championship. That match is going to be amazing. That is not even all. The whole show from top to bottom, the whole event from top to bottom, is going to be a first class. We're going to have Ring of Honor superstar Will Ferrara taking on uh, Problem Child, a very popular local favorite. Uh, we will also have in action right now um, Jock Sampson. Um, so that we have a lot going on. And it's one of those things where tickets are $15 and will be available as of next week at the MaxFit Sports Center. You can also contact Dr. Z at 856-417-4187 and get those, those tickets there. I think uh, you guys should go book your flights now and come to the event. It's going to be worth it. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm going to another show on the 24th um, in Long Beach, and we won't get into it right now, but... Uh, they just announced Ray Mysterio versus Jushin Thunder Liger, so I'm kind of excited about that one. But I think by by all means, anyone in uh, in New Jersey, in Philadelphia, New York, anyone within uh, driving distance, flying distance, you definitely want to check out Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiator. You get more information by checking out DogProWrestling.com. That's D-A-W-G. You check out the Twitter at Dog Wrestling. You can also check out our Facebook.com at Dog Pro Wrestling. And if you want to talk to Dr. Zirconium, you can go to Facebook.com forward slash Lawrence.Zirconium. Or you can contact him by going into the Alliance board and putting information because there's a dog section on the Alliance-Wrestling 
forum for Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. You want to talk about dog? Make sure you go there. Well, guys, I think that's going to do it for us for this evening. Uh, you know, this yeah, is uh, Doctor Z's been messaging me like crazy, saying to cut uh, Jaden's phone off, but I keep telling him no, I can't do it. Jay will get mad. So, Jay, you may get a call. Well, yeah, I've been blocking it. It's been chiming in. I'm surprised you guys haven't heard it. Uh, but, I mean, I think it's going to do it for us for tonight. Uh, gentlemen, as always, it's, it's been an honor to be on the airwaves with you, and it was a pleasure uh, talking to NWA. If you guys like this, please hit subscribe. And we're available on iTunes. You can subscribe directly from iTunes, or you can download the show from uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know, if we get a good reaction, maybe this will happen a lot sooner than later. Um, but, uh, yeah. This, this has been a lot of fun. Jaden, DKM, Daryl, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being on the show. Um, and uh, stay tuned to alliance-wrestling.com for more news and information with regards to the NWA, to the Alliance Guys podcast, and the United Wrestling Network. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at the Alliance Blog. Make sure you're uh, like this on Facebook. Uh, Facebook forward slash alliance slash wrestling. And uh, for DK, for Jaden and Daryl, this is Jay Cow. We're signing off. Have a good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. May God have mercy on our souls. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.